Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Rusty Quill presents...
The black bed was enormous, but it was still just shorthand for something far greater. The Harrows, a dimension of sleep comprised of darkest dreams. During my time in the sleep lab, I'd always sensed it, if only vaguely. A wicked undercurrent of nightmare that surged beneath the city, fertilizer from which all the horrors of New Victoria sprang. While I could detect it, it stood apart from the more traditional dream space, inaccessible even to me. My assumption at the time was that it was too elemental to admit the complexity of the human mind, that it was more akin to an invariant psychic energy rather than a dimension of sleep unto itself. The scientist in me wondered at the distinctions between a Bolgia and the Harrows, if the latter was just the name for the Bolgia of nightmares. Meanwhile, the human being in me was more than a little hesitant to tread the same waters as the wakeless, despite our apparent similarities. Well, there it is. The entrance to the Harrows. You want that I should come up with a little pep talk or something before you take the plunge? No thanks. I think I can handle this on my own. Nice. Now, you just keep telling yourself that and who knows, maybe you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're one shitty brother, you know that, Kujis? That's a half-brother. Oh, I can only imagine the privileges you'd heap on a full sister. I'd probably eat her and line my bed with the leftovers. New Victoria isn't big enough for two of us. Well then, I'm glad we don't share a mother. Your stalling is what you're doing. What's the matter, having second thoughts? How about you just wait here for me? I'll be back as soon as I've figured out if the Esoterium has some kind of psychic beat on me. Sound good? Whatever you say, little half-sister. Kujis assumed his full form as I drifted towards the bed. His monstrous outline an indecipherable menagerie of legs and pinchers and mandibles. Floating across the piles of writhing sleepers, I could see their dreams. Every one a wailing vision of their own personal hells. When my feet touched down upon the bed, the sheets rippled like black silken waters, pooling around my ankles. And just like water, I began to sink down, slowly, softly. This was a corporeal transition between waking and sleeping, and so I'd have to be especially careful about how far I decided to take things. There was no waking up into my body, all safe and sound. Once I was about waist deep in the bed, I could feel what seemed like hands pulling me down. <laughs> or they were the attempts of things trapped below, trying to use me as a ladder out of the harrows. The last thing I saw before I was all but absorbed into the bed was Kujis, waving a dozen or so limbs at me. What might have been a grin of interwoven mandibles rustling beneath his cold, dead eyes. My awareness ballooned as my mental sensitivities stretched out beyond their bodily counterparts, allowing me a vast sensory range. 
Yet, even with my expanded awareness, I felt like I was afloat in a wide, wicked void. My blazing eyes carved a large blue sphere of light from the swirling blackness, and while I could see in all directions, there was only an oblivion of empty space. At first blush, the place didn't feel much like a bolgia at all. <laughs> at least not like the two I'd had the misfortune of experiencing before. The place seemed larger, boundless. <laughs> Which was saying something, as the bolgias had struck me as pretty damn near infinite too. But now, having something seemingly larger to compare them to, I had a whole new definition of vast. And though all that enormity initially seemed empty, I began to feel ripples in the ether. Pressure waves, signaling the approach of something gigantic from somewhere out in the infinite dark. <gasps> a creature or an alien world breached the void, tumbling upward through the pitch like a cosmic Moby Dick. The thing was a chaos of eyes and mouths and other extremities that, that had no earthly equivalent I could think of. For something so big to just explode out of nowhere, it, it was beyond jarring. I would have suspected a thing like that to be introduced by trumpeters from hell or maybe a plague of locusts. Something other than just a few ripples in the fabric of oblivion. Still reeling from the cosmic ambush, I backed into something that felt cold. Spinning around, I saw a large black spire, something you'd see topping off a church or even a castle. Floating back from it to put more of it within the blue beams of my eyes, I could see that it was, in fact, attached to a structure. A spearing black tower with a small steepled window set directly in the middle of its length. Nearly tearing off the shutter covering the window, I realized that my power had been magnified by the harrows. Which wasn't such a bad thing. Warping the size of the window to better admit me, I stepped into the tower. Despite the darksome features of the room, cracked and moldering stone walls occasionally hidden behind a ragged tapestry or portrait of a leering face, I was thankful for the enclosure. It also gave me a sense of solidity, somewhere I could take a moment to put my head together. The Harrows didn't feel like conventional dream space any more than it felt like a bolgia. There was an atmosphere of pure, unfiltered dread replacing the general sense of being at rest. Any corner of the mind not directly occupied was filled with apprehension of being watched by terrible, hidden things. But on the plus side, my command over Harrow Space was substantial. It was like Nightmare Space, but more streamlined, even more permeated by fear and foulness, and ultimately more tractable to my power. In addition to that, there was no signature to the flows of psychic wickedness, no hint of the mind or minds that conjured them, a distillation of all possible nightmares, the elemental center of anguish and fear. Regardless of all the new strength the Harrows afforded me, I was also more receptive to my own fears, and now twice as able to manifest them. What good is a child that brings no pride to its maker? 
And what kind of child would kill its own mother after all the love put into its making? No good child, that's for certain. Now, you wicked, wicked little girl, it's time to give back the life you've stolen from me. Come to mommy, you little witch! The harrows magnified my fear, my nightmares filling all that empty space. I backed into a corner, my hands at my temples. Then I felt my balix slide away as someone next to me plucked it from its scabbard. Oh, for Pete's sake, Rosemary. How long are you going to let her scare you, huh? It was her. Mary. She was back. Let's go. Get in here. Thank you so much. Get back here, you little brat. Mommy's gonna... That's about enough of that. Mary, you're still alive? How could I not be? And it's not Mary anymore. I'm worth more than just half your name. I call myself Thorn Mary now. For reasons that should be obvious. With Charlotte dead, my fear began to dissipate, and I felt foolish for the breakdown. I like it. It suits you. Speaking of what suits us, this doesn't. This shit is getting ridiculous. Thorn Mary yanked my mother's head from the floor by the hair and pointed to its face. Take a close look, will ya? There is no Charlotte. Our mother's dead. Swatting its bloody locks aside, Thornmary held out the head. The face was my own. It's all you, always has been. You seem to forget that from time to time. But I suppose that's where I come in, so maybe I should be grateful. Who knows? So you're my defense mechanism, is that it? No, I'm her defense mechanism. I say you, but of course I really mean her. The true Rosemary. The one who dreams us all. And why exactly do you know these things and I don't? Because it's my job to face facts. Especially the frightening ones. Alright, but if that's the case, why'd you only show up recently? Why not years before? I mean, what Pills told me wasn't exactly my first traumatic revelation. With the question out in the open, the wheels started turning. Oh, wait. I see. It was the dim. You only showed up after, when I channeled the dim from the boat, tapped directly into it. Huh. If your take on all this is correct, then the dim likely further sublimated, fractured my mind. And what I learned from pills was just the last strain my mind needed to completely split. No, for her mind to completely split, remember? You keep leaving that part out. So I wasn't even a whole Merling, just a fragment of Merling awareness, a broken dream piloting an unconscious biology. Well, now that we've got all that clear up, let's get down to what you came here to do, shall we? Don't waste any time, do you? 
For what? So you can feel even more sorry for yourself? Besides, I think Isaiah might have been right about someone trying to scry you. There's no other way the handlers could have always known where the two of you were. We had a nosy psychic up to the lab once, and I couldn't shake the feeling he was peeping me. Ended up jumping into a dream and conjuring a mirror. Once I looked into it, which was symbolic of looking inside myself, I caught another pair of eyes looking back at me. The psychic's eyes. After I flashed my baby blues and put him to sleep, I hopped into his dreams and gave him some really good reasons to keep his mind to himself. In principle, the same trick should work here. Psychometric scrying is a lot more subtle than directed psychic probes. But since I'm in the Harrows where my powers juice to the nines, I should be able to pick it up regardless. Just make sure you don't pick up anything else. I got a feeling there's not a lot of margin for error in this place. The light from my eyes fell across the shadows in the corner, holding them in place, transforming them. When I was through, a large mirror filled with smoky glass hung from the wall. Standing before it, I gazed intently at my reflection. One by one, they opened into the dusky haze of the mirrored gloom. Eyes. Dozens of them. There was no doubt about it. I wasn't just being watched. I had an entire studio audience following along. Well, it's hardly surprising they'd have everyone and their mother looking for you. Isaiah and you did manage to eliminate some rather heavy hitters. And then there's the Esoterium's investment in the two of you. By the way, given the substantial link they seem to have established with you, and your immersion within the Harrows, what do you think the odds are you could affect some serious feedback? Well, at minimum, I'd be able to wipe and probably warp whatever objects they've been using to get a fix on me. <laughs> Anything beyond that is gravy. What are you waiting for, then? Laying my hands upon the glass, I ignited my eyes, using my power to outline the psychic tether that had been affixed to me. Unwinding from my reflection, a silver cord of secreted psychic energy spilled into the darkness, betraying how my former employers kept tabs on me. Fixing the cord with my gaze, I filled it with every ounce of fitful energy I could shunt from the harrows. The spying eyes in the mirror widened in fear or anguish, or both. Blue coronas crackled and snapped between them, uniting their psychic trauma with a single engulfing nightmare. The silvered cord of mental energy crackled and snapped like a downed power line, as screams spiderwebbed the glass of the trembling mirror. With one final shudder, the mirror exploded into a thousand bits of glinting glass, the shards curling into smoke where they tumbled across my face as a collective shriek raced into the corners of the room and echoed to nothingness. Well, I think that about did it. My words echoed in the quiet, as I realized Thorn Mary was gone. <laughs> or as gone as an alternative persona could get. Moving to the window, I gazed back into the darkness. Somewhere in all that was the Wakeless. And Shigorin. <laughs> and God only knew what else. 
How anyone was supposed to navigate it was beyond me. While I stared out the window, more spires rose into view, visible despite the utter absence of light. Whatever physics governed the Harrows, they played to an entirely different tune than the dreamscape, seemingly random in its desire to reveal some things and obscure others. It was a crooked city of corkscrewing towers that finally rose against the spanless pitch, all of it carved from a sort of obsidian. Along with the city came a strong wind that seemed made from a million whispers, all indistinct but clearly desperate. Almost blown from my feet, I sunk my nails into the stone of the windowsill and aimed another blast of light from my eyes, parting the gusting sibilance. Once the wind had departed, I realized that the window was no longer a window. It had become an archway made from the same material as the crooked city. Somehow I was no longer outside of the thing, but transported within it. As a fresh darkness closed in around me, I realized something I failed to reckon. I had no idea how to leave the Harrows. Well, it looks like we caught the insomniac napping. <laughs> it finally dawned on me at that very moment the difference between being a hunter and a ghost I wasn't a ghost I'd ham-handed my way through the entire plan of staying one move ahead of the esoterium I needed to stick to what I was good at being a hunter and being a hunter meant stalking keeping to the shadows and above all else, being dangerous. Hate to break it to you guys, but uh, it's one thing to catch me. It's another to keep me. These guys were just snoops, so I didn't want to go too hard on them. Just enough chin music for them to sit out the next dance. He's got my gut! Before the other two agents could react... I knuckle-dusted one straight into La La Land and head-butted the other. All without dropping the cookie tin with the sugar look-alike on the cover. After stowing it in an inside pocket of my coat, I was well into my exit routine when I heard even more bad news. So much for letting us turn ourselves in. To react so fast, and with so much, it was pretty clear the Esoterium wanted us, but good. The center tentpole came down lickety-split, and I ducked under the billowing canvas, picking my way through the confusion to the edge of the woods, where I'd hoped to disappear. Popping out near the wood line, I saw more choppers sweeping down from above the hills shrinking the chances of my escape. From behind, I could feel the supernatural blips I'd detected earlier begin to heat up. At that point, there was no sense in playing coy, so I busted out the biggest field I could and snuffed out whatever fires were being stoked. As I hummed at full power, the world simplified. The grass seemed to stick up in a single direction. The trees unfurled their limbs at straight, uncurving angles. The milling crowd became lock-stepping columns of plaid hicks. 
and the incoming air traffic just targets. With an ever-shrinking moral sense, the whole predicament seemed less hopeless by the second, as my mind came under the freezing sway of the pale field. The solution to my problem became a simple matter of arithmetic. Subtraction, to be specific. All I needed to do was blow the choppers out of the sky. I was never a numbers guy, but given my impeccable aim and endless rounds of pale matter, I figured this was the kind of equation I could handle. After all, I was a hunter. I was supposed to be dangerous. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.